Welcome to The Detail Rag. I'm your host, Brian, where we talk about auto detailing, the people, the products, and the processes that encourage us to share the shine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Detail Rag. Paul, are you there? Yeah, we finally figured it out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Here we go again. Here we go again. Hey, uh. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, man, I can't talk tonight. That's bad for a podcaster, isn't it? <laughs> you can't talk. Um, first of all, this episode is basically going to be an introduction to a new segment of the podcast that I'm calling "Shooting the Shine with Springer." So, again, don't need to really introduce him. My illustrious co-host for tonight's episode is going to be Paul Springer from Springer's Mobile Detailing in Anaheim, California. Paul, are you there? I'm here, Brian. Always a pleasure, my friend. Nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. A couple things that um, I want to go over here real quick. We'll just kind of get this out of the way. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, the Detail Rack community, I have now officially um, kind of partnered up with another buddy of mine in Atlanta, Georgia. And he is starting an online business called DetailersProducts.com. DetailersProducts.com is going to be launching a new live website on March 1st. And they are now officially the Shine Supply Dealer of Atlanta. So you can find them at DetailersProducts on Instagram, DetailersProducts.com, and Shine Supply Atlanta on Instagram. Um, Appreciate uh, everything that Justin and Jeff have done for me and supporting the podcast. Um, just a little shout out to Tyler from Shine Freak Apparel. Um, I know a lot of you guys have listened to 60 Seconds of Shine with Tyler, and I appreciate that also. So Paul Springer is here, and Paul's going to be basically, um, I'm going to let you guys know right now that Paul is going to be here for him and I just to kind of shoot the shine. Paul and I are of uh, the same age. We come kind of from the same era. we got a lot of the same interests. And uh, I think Paul is an amazing human being who just has well over 30 years experience in the detailing industry. He does classic cars. He does daily drivers. He does show cars. He does uh, fleet accounts. And from a business standpoint, I think he just has a lot of valuable information to offer. And Paul, I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you me being here and <laughs> you having me <laughs> so just a real quick tip to let everybody know um paul's going to be answering questions and i'm going to be answering questions with him and we're going to find topics to talk about um to let everybody know i know that the majority of everybody's listening on either apple Podcasts or spotify i appreciate the time that you give us i love the fact that people are listening um But one little tip, the platform that we use for the podcast is on anchor.fm. If you go to anchor.fm and you locate the detail rag and you favorite it, it gives you the option to leave us a message. Um, You have up to one minute to leave a message. What I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to leave your name, um, your Instagram handle, and basically just ask a question, anything that you want to ask Paul, anything you want to ask me. Um, and we want to get you guys involved in the, the podcast and be a little bit more 
proactive in, in doing things with other people and inviting you into the show. So we can go ahead and use that one minute message from you. We can incorporate it into a podcast episode where, yes, you're going to be able to hear your own voice and you're going to be able to be a part of the show. Um, so if you have anything that you want to ask, go to anchor.fm, find the detail rag, hit the favorite it, hit the message button, leave us a one minute message. Please let us know who you are also. Okay. Um, so on upcoming episodes with Paul, again, we're going to answer questions. We're going to talk about things. Um, Paul, let's start off today, uh, with how was your day today, man? Busy? Uh, yeah, Brian, you know what? The winter here is insane. We've had two days of rain <laughs> and today, this week, we've had a lot of Santa Ana winds. That's kind of common in Southern California. Okay. It's kind of blown out the rain and it's brought a lot of heat. So it's about 82 degrees today, believe it or not. Oh my goodness. And I feel bad because you and all my other detailing friends all over the country, I've been posting my 10 day weather forecast just to let people know. I've seen that. And yeah, I, I love going on and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so thankful for the weather. We're so busy. Um, <laughs> But I'll be getting some flack for it. <laughs> Even for when I see that, when I see you post that forecast, I don't know why, but it comes through my Instagram as sarcasm. Is that? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think well, so. But yeah, I know that you guys know that. Um, I, the weather's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I think. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I think everybody who's involved in this show or everybody who's listening probably has the sense that I have a face for radio. I don't belong in pictures anywhere, but I'm just going to be honest with you. Today in Ohio, high was 44 degrees, and I was seriously out in the driveway in a T-shirt and shorts. So that's probably warm for you right now this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, because like the past week has been like eight degrees, 19 degrees. Yeah. You know, so 44 is like a heat wave. Totally. <laughs> we don't have the uh, Santa Ana winds by any means, but it has been windy here. So, but, you know, and this is not a shameless plug, but it is for my, uh, my great friend out in Utah, um, Dave Barker from Detail Kegs. That is a shameless plug. You know, you guys go check him out, detailkegs.com. I talked to Dave the other night, and Dave told me that, like, they had, like, 15 inches of snow in the valley, and then they had, like, 22 inches the night before, and then the following morning, they ended up with, like, another 18 inches. Wow. So, there's snow, man. I'm just saying. People, and I mean, here in Ohio, we've got maybe, uh, maybe... I'm just going to throw it out there, maybe four or five inches this year. Wow. So when I think about those guys out there, you know, can you imagine having that much snow? No. I mean, it's just, it's craziness. It is crazy. It's been but crazy I know, all over the country. Well, I know the, the East Coast. I know of a, of, of a guy, uh, again, elegant auto detailer, Danny Cano. Danny has been talking to uh, Justin in Atlanta, and they just keep getting hammered with snow up there. 
So I don't know how it's like in Utah and it's in New York, but like Ohio is getting, I mean, we're getting snow, but we've been getting mist compared to what everybody else is getting. Yeah. It's crazy. The weather, who knows? Just one day. So, <laughs> uh, you, uh, so go ahead. I mean, just throw it in everybody's face. You know I mean? If it's what, 80, 80 degrees today. Yeah. 80. Oh my goodness. I was sweating. Can you believe it? <clears throat> <laughs> but not complaining. <laughs> I was so... okay. You win. You win. You get the get the uh, temperature of the day there today. Okay. So, <laughs> Paul, what do you what do you? Uh... So now that I've thrown out my little spiel about people asking questions and people having, you know, if they want to know some some information from you as far as uh, you know what you've done, where you've come from. Um, what you do on a daily basis. If, if, if there's people interested in fleet accounts, you can answer those questions, correct? Yeah, I get a lot of questions about guys being interested in fleets and how to do this and how to do that. Um, okay. I would love any questions. Any questions anybody has, if I can answer them, I'll definitely answer them. Okay. So, and, and then again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to top it all off, if, if you don't want to leave a message on anchor, anchor.fm, Feel free to hit me up in uh, at my email account, which is uh, the detail rag at gmail.com. And just, you know, in the in the subject matter, put, you know, question for podcast or whatever, but at least let us know who you are so that we can we can, uh, you know, throw your information out there so other people can get to see what you're doing and, and, and connect with you and and be a part of the community. Um, I still think you have a Paul. You have a uh, such a such an amazing variety of things that you've done over the years. That uh, I just think again, the information that you have is is valuable. That people just you know, I I think I'd be amazed at what kind of questions will come in, and you could probably answer them. So I'm looking yeah, forward. I look, I look forward to questions because like. For example, when I hire a new guy and train him, you know, it takes months, if not years, to train them because there's so many little ways of doing things that I've been doing. It's hard. I've never wrote them all down. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I'll do little tiny videos of how to do this or how to that. The other day, since we do a lot of fleets, you know, fleet trucks are usually pretty dirty and bugs on the windows. And so when we detail one, I like to, I just add in a glass ceiling on the windshield. I use the Time to Shine products, um, Evan Stager. Correct. I make my favorite glass ceiling. It's so easy to use. But I put a little... <clears throat> video out the other day on how to prep the glass during the wash stage i use really the finest steel wool you can find and okay soap, and soap and i'll scrub that windshield with that after you rinse it that thing is just prepped um plus i tell people you can't hit the trim you can't hit the paint you can't hit the plastic everything else you got to be super careful because the steel wool, steel wool will tear it up. Yeah, it'll tear anything up, but it will not hurt the glass, and it just strips all the bugs, all the junk off the glass. <coughs> you dry it off. You put some glass sealing on. You're golden. 
do you have a, and again, I've never really used steel wool. Yeah. Um, but I'd imagine I can go to any hardware store and get it. Correct. Yeah. So steel wool, you know, it's kind of like sandpaper, but instead of 80 grit, 300 grit, 600 grit, they'll, you'll have little zeros like it. I forget how they say it, but I use the one that's four zeros. It's called four ought. And that's the finest steel wool you can find. So that's all I ever use. I don't use anything because you can get steel wool. That's one, one zero, man. That stuff's crazy. I would never use that. So what you're saying is the more technically speaking, the more zeros, the finer it is. Yeah. But that's an example of, I had a lot of guys like, dude, that's a great idea. You know, I've been doing that for 30, 35 years. Um, and I've never had a problem with it. It works. Okay. So, so I just, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, there's so many people that live like certain questions that I'm not even thinking about right now. So I look forward to what people are wondering how to do, what to use. I, I, I think in all honesty, people asking questions, can kind of take us back to probably bits and pieces of our careers that we don't remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be super cool for us. So being, you know, I'm technologically challenged, but I can Google. So we're lucky. We're, we're in good shape. So I just Googled steel wool grades and it comes up with steel wool fiber thickness. So you're fine. You're fine is a zero. Your very fine is a zero, zero. Your extra fine is a zero, zero, zero. And your super fine is four zeros. There you go. So all of them have the word fine in them. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for steel wool and you're going to take Paul's tip, please just pay attention to the packaging and know that uh, they all say fine in the, in the, the explanation, but you're looking for the four zeros, the zero, yeah. zero, zero, zero. So, yeah. okay, nice. Excellent. Um, do you mirrors or just glass? Okay. So you talking like rear view mirrors or side mirrors? Uh, side mirrors. If you're going to use a, you're probably just exterior only, right? So here's such a beautiful thing. I'm so glad you asked that because <laughs> really, because side mirror glass is not glass it's plastic correct so you so still wool you're you just destroyed it i was kind of leading you into that because yeah. i was afraid <laughs> well i was afraid to say anything about it because i wasn't 110 sure but i knew that and i'm not sure even about like a rear view mirror i'm even thinking so rear, rear, most rear view mirrors are are plastic um Okay. Some new ones are glass, but what I use on, let's say you got a side view mirror that has some water spots or something on there. I use hand wax and a towel and I wax it till it comes out. You on a side view mirror. Yep. Okay. So you just, uh, you're not, you're not scrubbing, so to speak with anything or trying to remove any residue, so to speak, you're just basically what, like a cleaner wax? No, I'll use a carnauba wax. It's super fine, like the steel wool. 
Okay. I'll get a microfiber towel wet. I'll wring it out as much as I can. I'll put a little carnauba wax on it. Okay. And it will take out the water spots, any residue. You just keep working it, working it. Really? Yeah, it works great. Excellent. Because I'm still, um, I'm stuck in the, um, and I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm, I'm still stuck in the, the magic eraser mode. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's interesting. You said that a, a kid, I forget where he's from, said um, that he uses a magic eraser on the windshield. Okay. Instead of steel wool. Um, on the outside. On the exterior windshield. Okay. And I tried it and I like it, but I don't, man, here, especially during the summer, the bugs are insane. By the time we get it, they've been on there for weeks. They're like cement. Okay. And that's why I use a steel wool. It just peels everything right off that windshield. Like now, I have never used the magic eraser on exterior glass. I've always used it on interior. And it seemed to do really well with like I will um I will either use again a rinseless wash excuse me, or a waterless wash. And I will kind of, I don't want to say maybe prime it, you know, prime my magic eraser. And it works great on like cigarette smoke or the, the, the buildup on an interior window that, you know, the off gassing from all the plastics inside. Yeah. It works amazing on that. And, and I don't know why, or sometimes I'll actually lightly spray the window with an all-purpose cleaner and I go over it with the magic eraser and then I come back kind of with a dry towel or a towel that's been wring out really well with a rinseless wash and I wipe it all down and then I come back over it and and it seems to do really well but I've never used a, a magic eraser on the outside so I've never used a magic eraser on the inside that's cool I'm gonna try that <laughs> <laughs> hey i i'm i learn every day it doesn't matter i've been doing this my whole life i never i tell my boys all the time I'm, they're like yeah do you know everything i go nope the day you say you know everything is the day you're just stupid <laughs> there's always something to learn right i you know what i i still yes I'm going to agree with you. Yes, that you you always have to be open to learning, and in all honesty, there's you know that like let's I just use this as an analogy. You know, like people who fight, you know, they always say you know there's always going to be somebody bigger, somebody stronger, somebody faster. You know, somebody's going to whoop you. That's all there is to it, right? Yeah. Well, I kind of relate that to the detailing world because there's so many people out there right now that, in my opinion, are like. Um, they're just, they're so willing to just like be their own chemist. They're just mixing stuff together and seeing what it'll do. And they're using this and using that, and using this. There's somebody's always going to come up with a new idea that we haven't heard of. Yep. And I just, I think it's amazing that people do that because sometimes I think you can get in a, you can get stuck in a rut and you can continuously use the same things all the time. And I like to, and not, not that I'm an artist by any means, but I do believe that 
for me, I think of cars as being like an artist's substrate. You know, you don't know, not every car is exactly the same. Yeah. It doesn't get stored the same. It doesn't get driven in the same area. It doesn't get parked in the same area. It doesn't get washed the same. It doesn't get taken care of the same. Each in car, like, and I know you guys, you guys know that I'm a waterless guy and I'm a rinseless guy and I love it. But I've been on cars before where something that I normally love to use just doesn't work. It doesn't give me the results I'm looking for. So yeah. I got to resort to something else. And I don't care if you're using a rinseless wash, a waterless wash, you know, a foam cannon. I still believe that you're, you know, if you're not getting the results that you want, you might want to try something different. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that's another reason why, you know, we all love shiny objects. And we love pretty labels and we buy all kinds of stuff that we probably don't need. But then again, I've, resorted to some things that I used once and didn't really care for. And then I've gone back and used it again four months later and it gave me some really good results. So was it me? Was it the product? Was it the vehicle I was using it on? You know, there's so many different variables when you're working on a car that you really got to take all that into consideration. Yeah, you're right. Each car, each paint job, each interior, each state they're in. Yeah, I mean, so many variables. I think I just think that's part of it, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but so we've got window cleaning one hundred and one today is what we've done. Um, we, yeah, we just <laughs> we just smoothly worked into that, didn't we? Yeah. Did I tell you what I use on windows for cleaning Did, windows? Do you want to do it again? I have my own reverse osmosis water system. I actually measured it today. Mm -hmm. I got it down to one part per million. It's almost zero. That's pure water. So what I – yeah, it's killer. So what I are do you is like I have window towels. Microfiber towels are just for windows. You get it okay. wet. You wring it out as much as you can, and you just wipe the glass – Sometimes you got to do it twice if it's a really dirty car. Okay. Um, and you don't even touch it again with another towel or anything. So you're just using the RO water. Yep. Okay. So for those who don't know, including myself, just break down a little bit what RO water is and give us your feedback on why you should be using so there's two waters that mobile detailers and detailers use. There's deionized water and there's okay. reverse osmosis. Reverse osmosis is something you'd have under your kitchen sink for drinking water. Got it. Okay. Um, I use DI. DI is a big tanky rent. Um, there's a light on top. When that light turns either on or off, I forget, it's been 20 years, you need to replace the tank. That means all the resin beads in there are full of contaminants. If you that came from the water, yeah, you know, yeah, okay. water systems are removing chlorine and iron particles and dirt and sand and rust and all that kind of stuff that leaves water spots. Okay. <clears throat> so the reason I switched to reverse osmosis and bought my own system is because our pressure washers have these little leather gaskets on the pistons that create the pressure and the di water 
I think a DI water is more of a chemically stripped water. It was okay. ruining those leather gaskets in like a year. Every year I had to pull my pump, spend hundreds <clears> of dollars <throat> to get it fixed. Okay. And uh, my friend turned me on to reverse osmosis. I can run my pumps 10, 15 years without ever replacing them now. Because my, my water is so good. So just to add to that, because again, I'm not an expert in that field and I've never really used it, but I will tell you that I do have some experience working with, uh, let's just say public municipalities. And I will guarantee you that if you're using water straight out of the tap for your detailing, which there's nothing wrong with, I'm not going to argue it because I do it most of the time. I will tell you that municipalities do not take care of their water systems the exact same way. Oh, for sure. So just think in terms of if you're a mobile guy and you're out on the road and you've got, you know, a hundred gallon tank that you're using and you blow through that one day and you decide, let's say you're 20, <clears throat> I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away from where your home base is and you need more water. If you go somewhere and borrow, say you're in the driveway de detailing a car and you know, you're running low on water and you're going to borrow those people's water to fill your tank. It's not going to be the same water that you, that you left the house with. No, it just isn't. And for a fact, I know I've had several friends of mine in, in that end of the business for municipalities and the whole water system thing from cities and villages and towns and that they're all, it's crazy how many different ways that those guys take care of that water. Yeah. So, and where it comes from. Yeah. That's another issue. So even here, certain times of the year, they'll send water from different reservoirs and different wells and stuff like that. And it'll get better. It'll get worse. Um, okay. That's why I bought my own system so I can keep track of my own water every day. Cause water so is my biggest thing out here. Just a, um, just a rough estimate. Uh, you don't have to tell anybody, you know, exactly what it costs or anything, but, how how can somebody gauge the affordability of that system if they're if they want to look into it? So the reason I did it, Brian, this is what I always teach the younger guys. I that's why I bought big vans. I have three hundred gallon tanks in both my vans. I have a three hundred gallon tank on my trailer because I okay. built them to be busy and to be able to do multiple vehicles. Okay. Um. And that's why I bought my water system. It's, it's, you know, it's like anything. It's another tool. Sure. When I roll up in my van and my trailer and I got 600 gallons of water and two pressure washers, I don't really have to say much to a prospective client. They know you're serious with 600 gallons of water. Yeah. And you've seen my vans <laughs> with the wraps and, and my whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've built everything to, to make my own brand, make my own statement and roll up, roll on the freeway. People see it really, <clears throat> what am I trying to say? It, it just, you know, a lot of cheap, cus cheap customers won't call me. So it kind of gets rid of that. Okay. Which is realistically speaking. I think everybody has in their, in their mind, an image of the customer that they want to deal with. Yes. And the, the branding of yourself and how you present yourself. I just feel like that's probably, that's just part of the game 
of leaning towards that customer that you want to get. Yeah. And I think the biggest part people can do is either their, their van or their trailer to wrap it and brand themselves and keep it spotless. Keep um, it clean. Yeah. And the reason I bought my RO system, like I said, so I can control, there's a billion in Southern California. <clears throat> there's a billion detail shop, detail supply shops that sell water. Okay. Which and, is, is not, as far as I know, that's not common here. It's not, so, it's not, it's super common here. So I'm, I know it's not common all over the United States. Right. So, you know, people need to figure out what they want to do in their business. If they want to succeed, they got to buy the right tools. You got to spend money to make money. It's, we've heard that all our lives. We have. And it's um, just like, what I, I tell people all the time, towels are tools. Yep. And I have, just like with you, <clears throat> I have specific towels for specific needs. Yep. And I try my darndest not to confuse those issues. That's yep. why they're color-coded. That's why they're in different bins. That's why they, you know, uh, because of the sole fact that, you know, you got to take care of your tools so that your tools can take care of you. Yep. And you don't want to keep buying more towels, more towels, more towels. You take care of them. It's an investment. It's a tool. They'll keep working for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we've touched on RO water. We've touched on window cleaning. Um, we've touched on a little bit of branding. Um, what uh, is there something else on the top of your head that you want to talk about? Son? Um, I did want to say one more thing about DI, why I got away from it. <clears throat> okay. I noticed it left water spots on certain car window rubbers and trim that I could not really? get off. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've never had that problem the last 20 years since I've been using reverse osmosis. Really? Yeah. So just a quick rundown. Can you break down the differences between the RO, the DI and say, let's just say like for me, I'm a distilled water guy. Let's um, yeah, I think distilled's great. I don't know how many parts per million. That's that's what you measure. That'll tell okay. you. I mean, I'll, I'm not some chemist guy. I just know I got mine down to one, and that's pretty dang good. <laughs> I'll take um, it. So DI, I think, is chemically stripping the water, all the stuff. So okay. if you get a bad tank or if you don't change out the tank, you could run into some problems, and it definitely ruined my machines every year. Um, okay. RO is a reverse osmosis system. I run mine through a carbon media tank, then a water softening system. Okay. To the actual RO system, which <clears throat> RO, it's got a pump on there and it's pushing it through these membranes, Brian. Okay. The membranes are collecting the junk. So you have a hose that goes into your storage tank and you have a hose that goes to the drain. All the junk is going with the water that's going out the drain, and all your good water is going in the tank. So you're definitely using a little more water to get your achieved result, but I'm telling you, it's the best. So, again, and, and as we're sitting here talking, I, I my brain just clicking like a, you know, like a slot machine at Vegas, thinking about <laughs> all these questions I have. <laughs> yeah, that's my brain. Um, so... 
is your RO water something that you have to continuously monitor? Um, so you say you've got it down to one part per million. Is that something that while the water sits, wherever you're storing it, can that go up to say like 10 parts per million and you yeah. have to continue to keep doing something to it or does it stay? No, it stays. It stays. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just curious because I don't know anything about it. And that's why you're here is to teach us. So, but once you, whatever you're doing to take that water down to one part per million, once it's there, it stays there. And then when you go to, and I'm just asking, where do you get, where, what's your water source that goes into your system that you, you, you bought? Um, so I lease a building in Anaheim and okay. I tapped right into the public water, you know, okay. the water that's in the building. It's about five to 600 parts per million coming in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we just, we plumb the whole system in the shop. And we just run it. Now, to answer your question, too, I've never let the water sit for more. I mean, we go through. I have yeah, you a, go through a lot of water every day. Yeah, I have two 550-gallon storage tanks. But, you know, those things go. We have 300 gallons in both vans and 300 on the trailer. So we're using, you know, a couple thousand gallons a week. So it doesn't really sit there. Okay. But okay. Maybe, maybe I'll put some in a little container and. I'll put your name on it and I'll just let it sit and I'll check it every week. It <laughs> might be a good idea. I'm interested now. <laughs> so the only thing is, is what the water's stored in. The okay. Pl the plastic tanks. I don't know after all the, I've had them for 20 years. I don't know if they leach anything into the water. Um, you know what I mean? There's yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> not to, not to sound like a an idiot, but I've always been told that say you have like a 20 ounce bottle of water and you're drinking from it. And let's say you're driving around town and you put it in your cup holder, your car. I've always been told that if it sits in the heat for any length of time at all, you're not supposed to drink out of it again because the plastic leaches crap into the water. That's yeah. bad for your body. Yeah. I've heard of that too. Right. Yeah. But I've heard it. I've heard it was the sun and the UV rays and the heat Whereas your vans are not exposed to the heat or sun sunlight, correct? For the most part. Yeah. So, I mean, the water will get hot, you know, if it's 90 degrees, hundred degrees out, it's going to get to that temperature. If it's 20 degrees out, it's going to get to that temperature. You know what I mean? Well, let me restate that 20 degrees. Doesn't, it doesn't get 20 degrees here. <laughs> <laughs> 40 well, in a while okay <laughs> excuse me Sorry, bro. Um, it, it gets it gets 20 degrees here I know. and that's that's that would be a 300 300 gallon block of water here yes. yeah <laughs> i never even thought about how guys with their mobile units even that that's an interesting question i've never well, had to deal with freeze or anything i'll tell you something that i've seen and to me, even growing up and living in a rural community, it's sketchy as hell to me and it scares me. But guys, I've seen on the internet, I've never seen it around here, but I mean, I mean, I have on a farm, but they go to like tractor supply or farm and fleet or, um, you know, farm companies. Yeah. And they have heaters 
that you can stick down inside like buckets of water that you plug in to keep feeders so that your animals can still drink out of it. Oh, wow. And I've seen guys on the internet going to farm and fleet stores and buying these and sticking them in their buckets of water to keep their bu buckets of water warm so that they can still do mobile detailing. Wow. Now, personally, <clears throat> and I'm not being a jerk. I'm just saying, personally, I don't do electricity. It scares the crap out of me. So for me to take a metal piece of something and plug it into the wall and stick it into a bucket of water, this old man's not doing it. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. So I don't know if I have to put, you know, if I were out on the road in the wintertime detailing, would I have to have like, you know, <clears throat> 82 uh, insulated thermoses with hot water in them? I don't know how I would work that, but interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to think about that stuff. It's fun. It's but I have seen that. Wow. And it's kind of, kind of sketchy to me. So, but anyway, I mean, if it works, guys say it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, you um, gotta do what you gotta do to keep working. I get that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So um, real quick <clears throat> before we go, uh, it's been an amazing episode. Thank you so much for being here. Um, again, just crazy, amazing information for you that I think people are going to learn from. And I can't wait for people to hear this and for people to, uh, I'm really looking forward to people asking questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there, please ask questions because I'm telling you, Paul Springer is just a plethora of knowledge. He's been in the industry for, again, he says his whole entire life. I've known 30 plus years. And I know he's not 30. So I'm just saying we're not even going to do the math on that. But <laughs> ask hey, some questions. At our age, we probably couldn't even do the math. Probably have to get the calculator out. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, yeah, we're not we're not doing any math. <laughs> so reach out to me at the detail rag at gmail.com with your questions. Or again, go to anchor.fm and favorite the podcast. And it will give you the option for a message button. Tap the message button. Uh, you have one minute, up to one minute, <clears throat> to leave a question or to ask a question. Please, in that one minute, please introduce yourself. Let us know who you are and let us know what your question is. And we will get it included into a podcast episode and get your questions answered as soon as we possibly can. Um, Paul, uh, anything else you want to add real quick? Um, I just look forward to questions from people. That's going to be fun. Okay. It's, I think it's going to be fun too. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, and I'm so looking forward to it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast. Please everybody go look and, uh, Instagram look for, uh, Springer's mobile detailing on Instagram. Check out what Paul's doing. Um, reach out to Paul if you need to. Um, he's a great, amazing guy, and I'm telling you right now, I look forward to hosting and co-hosting more podcasts with him in the future. Um, Paul, again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all your knowledge. Um, I appreciate the friendship that is growing here, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. And ladies and gentlemen, um, while we're leaving this podcast, just do me one favor. Don't forget, share the shine. Paul, have a great evening. I'll talk to you later, son. You too, Brian. Thanks, buddy.
right, man. Have a good